Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Gabby Rosen Podcast. Hello and welcome to that Gabby Rosen Podcast, part of the Acast Creator Network. Happy New Year, everybody. Now, my guest this week is the award-winning actress Saran Jones. We sat down just before Christmas to have our natter. She talks with such honesty, passion and enjoyment. We discuss the news that her most recent show, Vigil, on BBC One was one of the biggest dramas of 2021. She gives us an insight to the new season of Gentleman Jack, out later this year. And we talk about her other huge TV shows, from Dr Foster and Coronation Street to Scott and Bailey. And her extraordinary performance in the West End's play, Frozen, not the musical. She talks so openly about her personal struggles with anxiety and what she does to help herself, including meditation. She discusses how she feels that it's so important for us all to take care of our mental health. We also have a huge giggle about farting. She speaks so beautifully about her life, her family and her job. And I could have spoken to her for hours and hours. I do hope you enjoy this. Please, can I ask you a favour? Would you mind following and subscribing, please? By clicking the follow or subscribe button. This is completely and utterly free, by the way. And you can also rate and review on Apple Podcasts, which is the purple app on your iPhone or iPad. Simply scroll down to the bottom of all of the episodes. I know there have been quite a few now. And you'll see the stars where you can tap and rate and also please write a review. Thank you so much. the two of us trying to do tech your lovely husband uh, Lawrence was setting this up and honestly and then the producer said press a button and I just thought yeah I'll just say yeah I wasn't sure and I pressed the right one no you sat you were like we between me and Lawrence and I'm, I'm sat upstairs in my wardrobe um, yes, surrounded so by Christmas presents that I'm like oh god this is all too much um and then uh, uh, Lawrence is going Look, I'll sort it for you because you're going to be an absolute mess. And then when um, Connor asked you to do stuff, you just went, yeah, got it. Yeah, fine. I was like, oh, she knows everything. But you did radio, you know, every button everywhere. Well, yeah, but the thing in radio is it's so easy these days. So a hundred years ago when they did it, you used to have to do this and press this and press this. At the BBC, you put some faders up and down and you press a few buttons. At Virgin, you just press next. Really? What that's like that? So you do that now? You just do next and then you speak and then next? Yeah, yeah. It's hysterical. I mean, at Virgin, it couldn't be easier. The BBC is slightly more complicated, but still, it's not that difficult. Okay. I, but I do love tech. Do you? Oh, I see. Yes. I'm just a total technophobe. I love words and I love, obviously, you know, the creative side of me. But when it comes to anybody wanting me to get online or even with scripts, Gabby, I'm like, you know, everybody now is on um, iPads. And it, it makes me nervous when people, when actors come onto set and they've got their iPads or they've got it on the phone. I'm like, oh, I need paper. I need to be able to write something. I completely agree. I So I have, for my, for anything, I have a running order on TV or radio. I have a running order in paper. Yes. And I have a pen. And sometimes, and it's going to make me sound old, but I don't care. Sometimes the younger people look at me and go, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm making notes yeah, with a pen. With an actual pen so that I can see I've done it. I think it's about, um, and I'm sure if 
we both stop being grannies and just, you know, move to complete tech, it would be the same. But there's something about writing something down. And it's about, you know, the same with journaling as well. If you put like, you know, your positive um, affirmations, there's something about writing something down, using your hand to write it that kind of commits something for me. So when it scripts or, yeah, itineraries or changing times or, you know, if you're in rehearsals and you you now don't come in from stage left, you have to come in from upstage right. I, I think it helps my brain to see that I've written it myself. And I, I don't know that how that would be. I'm sure there's apps that, you know, you can kind of... Yeah, but interestingly, though, as as an actor, you'll take your... Con- when you're in rehearsals, you're constantly taking notes, yeah, I imagine. Yeah. So uh, to, to find those, you won't find them on the page, I suppose. You know, there are, like you say, there are ways to do it. But there's something about you hearing it from the director, you then walking it through, working it through, and then you writing it down... Yeah sort of gives you those three layers that it's going mm, in. Yeah. And I, I, you know, maybe I'll stick to that till I'm ancient, 90-year-old, hopefully still acting, doing little bits and pieces. Oh, <laughs> you've got to. You've got to. That ageism has got to leave your crazy industry. I was actually reading a post this morning, um, Acting Your Age campaign, and just reading about there was uh, um, somebody who was cast who was only six years older as the woman because they weren't casting a woman who was really in her 60s or something yeah. and I just thought that's madness mm, I know I know but it's always been the same hasn't it and I think you know there, there's a lot of god this conversation could go very deep but I think there's a lot of things that we are paying lip service to change and you know there are lots of movements and there are lots of moments but actually are you know for things to really change we have to look at you know how ingrained they are is historically in us and in the systems. And I, I think we just have to keep fighting for those changes and, and not think that they've been done because they really haven't, you know. No, they haven't. They really haven't. I Gosh, I, I won't say on here, but when I see you in real life, I will tell you about some of the ageism recently that I yeah. have uh, witnessed and seen and heard. It's just shocking. But anyway, on to nice things. Weirdly, <laughs> I so I uh, get Broadcast Magazine. It's not weird, but the weirdness is about to happen. So I get Broadcast <laughs> Magazine and so you, I get my updates every day and they send out emails and the whole thing. And literally two minutes before I logged on to record this with you from Broadcast Magazine, it came up that Vigil alongside Line of Duty were the two biggest things this year. And I don't know if you've seen that, but they've just announced it. Uh, <laughs> so congratulations. Thank you. Oh, that's nice. Um, oh, then we're having a Vigil success dinner um, and I can't make it because something came up and I'm, I said to them, I mean, I don't really drink, but I was so planning on raising a glass of Bailey's or a little Nana Sherry or something because it's... It's so special when something breaks through because it, especially with Vigil, I think everyone needed that kind of weekly excitement, you know, and part of the storyline was a bit ludicrous, but who cares because it's drama and it's what people needed and the water cooler moments that we very rarely get because everything is available on, you know, um, as soon as one's released, then they're available. I mean, right now I'm watching Succession, which you can only watch one a week. Oh my God. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? Love it. Yeah, and morning show. I that one a week. Oh, that as well. They're so yes. good, and I think that I I love being a part of um, something that where you have to wait um, because the binge watching. I think it, it sometimes spoils the the um, the community part of watching telly. You know, when you get to yes. talk about it during the week, or you say, "Oh, I can't wait," or "Have you seen?" or you get that build up and. And I, I think there's something really special and I and I hope people continue to um, hold off because otherwise we're just binging everything, aren't we? And um, Oh, yeah, I completely agree with you. We had the same conversation because... Um, so my 14-year-old loved Vigil. My 20-year-old who's at university, uh, she was watching Vigil. My husband, he doesn't watch the same things as me. He really doesn't like the same things. Uh, Vigil and Succession, funnily enough, for the two things. And it was the fact that my daughter was away at uni. We would speak before. I know you can't speak now. Can we, Mum, go away. Can we, it's Vigil. <laughs> but that was so lovely to have an appointment of you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I, yeah, I really feel. And I, I, Gentleman Jack, which is out next year, is going to be the same. That's that's a weekly of thing. Course. Yes. Um. Yeah, I, I love it. And 
Uh, and I think TV, you know, sometimes I actually, well, I saw you at the theatre, didn't I, the other day? Um, yes. And, you know, wasn't it nice to all stand round, albeit with masks, but, and like, just be appreciative of something we've all yeah. seen. And um, at the same time, the same we were time. all part of it. Yes. yes. And I think that's what the weekly TV thing does. And I, I um, spoke to one of your friends afterwards and I, and I'd seen her before. Um, and I, I, I always say, oh, when I'm at these big do's, like I was at the Woman of uh, the Year Awards and, oh God, some of these women were just mind-blowingly amazing. And I sometimes feel like um, acting, um, I don't know whether you feel like this at all um, with what you do. And I just feel like, oh, am I like, I just feel a bit like, am I doing enough? But um I think the entertainment part of our job and the telling stories part of our job, you know, um, whether we're acting it or reporting it, it's really important. And I have to remember that, you know, I know we're not saving lives, but there is something really special about giving people um, representation of themselves and an entertainment. And um, it, yeah, your friend re really reminded me of that. And I thought, yeah, because... Uh, it was the normal heart that we went to see, and it was just so special, oh wasn't it? What a show! What a show! What a show! But you know what's so incredible? Are that I, and I feel the same because when people say, you know, they'll they'll mention what I do, and they'll say, "Oh, you've been a, a presenter for thirty five years." I go, yeah, sorry, <laughs> and I don't know why I say sorry. It's like it's silly, and and I hear so many actors, you know, like you who have. You actually, thank you, because you have transported us to a different world. I mean, I, I've met you a few times in real life, and I think you are an adorable person. Oh. We've talked about shyness because I'm deeply shy. <laughs> so the idea of going a, off to some awards things always makes yeah. me very sort of shudder. I get shy, and we talked about that, but and we will later. But but also, thank you for all the things that you guys do because in the pandemic, when Everyone was having a tough time, and I know you were having a really awful time. But, but you helped us mm -hmm. to escape what was going on. And yes, if it meant that we were all out of breath because you were stuck in a submarine, <laughs> and we all were screaming at the television. But that was that. It's what we needed. It's a bit we of fun. Needed, yes, yeah. we needed you to you and other actors to take us away from. The reality, and we do need that. So what you do, and I will stand by shouting from the rooftops <laughs> yeah. about how important the entertainment industry is before and after what we've been yeah. through the past two years. But it is, and the job you do is actually really vital. Yeah, and I think we all felt that, especially with the theatre closes, because, you know, suddenly... Um, well, and, you know, the restaurant closes as well. But suddenly we weren't able to meet in groups, which is what human beings need to do. We need yeah. that um, social connection and we need, you know, to experience each other. And, you know, like with a show like The Normal Heart, um, you know, it tells us a story about other people's um, human experiences that we wouldn't necessarily get to know about unless they were told to us and you know and the same with with you um you know the shows you've done or the the store people's lives you've reported over the years we we really need it because otherwise you're only getting your own experience and and like you said god you know we've all had such a crazy two years um that i'm i'm really pleased that i I'm starting to see some friends and I'm starting to go to the theatre because I was a bit nervous about it, to be honest. Yeah, so was I. So was I. I suffer with anxiety anyway and I I, I didn't know what the right thing to do was and because I've been working for two years because of COVID. When you're on a set, and, it, and this still applies, um, the restrictions are still really in place. So I'd been, even when people were coming out of um, the restrictions and I was still in... Um, this little bubble where everyone was still wearing masks and we were being very cautious and, you know, people were still giving each other space and they, we were on a strict um, three-day-a-week um, uh, COVID testing regime. And so I I wasn't... When I stepped out into the real world, um, only a few weeks ago I'd finished filming Gentleman Jack, I was like, oh, gosh, it, it made me um, quite anxious to see everybody wandering around without 
masks on and stuff. And um, I didn't quite know how to fit in. And I think, <laughs> I mean, again, it's a bigger conversation for what actors who take on large roles, like with Vigil and I Am Victoria and Gentleman Jack, which is what I've been filming during the pandemic. Um, you're so absent from your life. And it, it's quite scary because um, all my jobs got kind of concertinaed into one because of um, COVID and um, my dad passing and, you know, lots of things that had gone on. And so I was just away. I was in Scotland and then I was in Yorkshire and even kind of coming back and taking my son to school or or driving my car or, you know, getting everybody ready to get out of the house this morning. Um, you know, those kind of things made me really anxious because I was suddenly back in the real world. Mm. It's really funny, isn't it? Like this job is um, wonderful and I'm very privileged to do it, but you are really absent from your life when you when you take on big roles like like I do. So, um, do you know, it's interesting hearing that because I think a lot of people, I remember going to see a, a friend on set and when I got there, they said, oh, um, look, I, I can't see you until, do you mind waiting four hours? And I was <laughs> fine. I completely understood. And then afterwards they said, nobody seems to think, they seem to think that you what you watch on television just it happens. Yeah. They don't realise that there's actually work involved you have to be separate from your family as you were just saying you have to you can't do the school run you can't do all of those things you also have to be up at the crack of dawn every day you have to learn you like all all of that but there are a lot of people who just sit down and go okay it started lovely okay yeah. there we go that that's your job oh well you did that takes a couple of minutes I, I don't think people realize and you use the word um anxious and anxiety and there's a lot of it in your industry as well mm -hmm. because you have to take yourself away from reality and create another reality for all of us to believe yeah and I think the parts that you know we play some of them can be you know quite emotional and like you said the lines that you learn or or, or, or the guilt that comes with it I mean you know oh. we've talked about this before about the mum guilt we we exchanged some um, messages last year about feeling like, you know, you're not doing enough and, um, you know, the, com oh God, the, the FaceTime conversations, thank God for FaceTime. Yes. Um, you know, where I could, at the end of every day, I could um, speak to my little boy when he was in the bath and I had that appointment with him and I knew that that's, you know, when we were going to chat because that's when I'd just finished work and he was um, in the bath. And, it, or at breakfast when I was having my hair and makeup done because my makeup girls kind of got to know him and it, it, that was all part of my morning routine at quarter to seven just before he went to school. But you really have to make these moments count because, uh, you know, it eats you up. And I'm taking a great break now. Um, um, and I am just loving the things that people take for granted. Like, I love taking him to school and I love picking him up and taking him to his drama class or his swimming or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's just, it really makes you appreciate the beautiful, small things in life because I like my life yes. to be small um, and contained. And, um, and and thank you for your all your joy, particularly on Instagram. I'm not really on um, many other things, but it, it you're really good at this, at just pointing out the joy in life and it and it's it's really lovely to see because we need more people to do that I think like joy of what you've already got is important I think we all take a, a lot for granted I know for years I took a lot for granted but I do think I I think that the the past two years has reminded everybody about what's out there and and you said you know you you lost your dad almost a year ago mm -hmm. I'm so sorry Thank and you. it's horrific time you went through we know far too many people who died of covid mm -hmm. and and my love to 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 everybody who's gone through all of that yeah. but but it does remind us of those special things and whatever those special things are nobody's judging you on what your special thing is yeah. it's right you know yeah. i love the beauty of color and and somebody else will say, oh, do you know what I found? I loved birdsong. Yeah. And lots of people would, might poo-poo it years ago and saying, okay, now you do. And it's those moments of stillness, those moments, like you say, talking to your, your baby boy when he's in the bath mm. every night. 
those were your moments and they were precious and they were joyful and they were chatty and you I'm sure you laughed and I'm sure you had those moments of oh look there there's a bubble on your nose or whatever yeah. it is but those things are so pure and precious and I do get that you really appreciate and that's a, I said, gosh I don't I don't suppose we use that word enough but you really appreciate what you have I mean you and Lawrence now I know Lawrence from a hundred years ago, <laughs> yeah. but but you and Lawrence and and your baby boy and the jobs you have, I get the feeling that you are unbelievably appreciative of what you have and very very grateful. Yeah, I mean it takes work. I think I think um, you know I've spoke about this before, but I, um, I in the morning I will meditate, and when I don't meditate, I really miss it. Because I think taking as soon as you, you know, open your eyes and I put on like a um, a meditation, 10 minute meditation, and it, it will either have some positive affirmations or it will ask me to visualize my day. And with clarity, usually all I ask for is a little bit of joy and to um, to get through the day, um, you know, being present and it really helps, Gabby. I, th I think that those 10 minutes are just mine. And, you know, um, then I'll have a cup of coffee and I'll, you know, read whatever I need to read. And maybe I'll do a little stretch. And it, it really sets me up to, um, oh, and I do a journal. Um, in It's called a gratitude journal. And all it is, is it's three lines in the morning and three lines at night. So you say how you're feeling in the morning and then a reflection at night. And and it's so when I look back on them, because there are times when I've had a lot of darker times in my life and I have my old journals from those darker times um, before I saw doctors and realised, you know, that I needed a little bit of help. Um, and now the simplicity is the is the thing that I go, wow, I, I just needed to strip it all back and to, um, you know, I'm making it sound very simple because we all know that um, life isn't like that. And like you said, we've been through a lot personally um, and we're coming up to the anniversary of my dad and my mum's death, actually. They both happen around kind of Christmas time. Um, so I'm not saying that time will be easy, but it does help to to be grateful for what you have. I think it's as simple as that, really. And uh, if you start there, then the harder things are slightly easier to deal with, I think. Do you know, some of the things, though, that you've put yourself to do, I remember going to see you in Frozen oh, on God, stage. Yeah. And it's not the musical. Not the musical. <laughs> no, but I but, want to but, do a musical. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be next. Yeah. That'll be next. But but um, Gentleman Jack, the musical, yeah. I just think oh, that, yeah. that the character, just be amazing. Write it, because you're a writer as well. Um, but, but when you did Frozen on stage and you and Jason were so incredible and I was... I couldn't handle it as a piece of theatre. And I mean that in a good way, yeah. because if anybody saw it, they'll know exactly. And it was it was, it was was a tough watch. It was incredible and it was powerful. But you were going through stuff in your own life as well. And and I only knew about that afterwards when I interviewed you. But but goodness me, you your, your gratitude and your simple things, and yet you take on this, you do take on, Heavy, I mean, Dr. Foster as well. That It's the heavy, yeah. I mean, very heavy things to, to being, you know, Gentleman Jack, which isn't as heavy, but it's a very huge role. Mm. Uh, but you do take on a, a lot. Yeah. No, I, I do. And I think after um, both Dr. Foster's um, and, um, and then the Frozen and then Gentleman Jack, I think... Um, I learn a few things about myself that actually I'm quite a joyful person. I, you know, I love a giggle and I love um, yeah. comedy and I love, and sometimes, you know, um, the, the, the perceived or the, you know, the persona you create within your work sometimes can take over and you, you are then drawn to those things just as much as you are offered those things. And if you don't take a step back and go, whoa, 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 I don't, this isn't what I signed up to do. You know, I started with Karen McDonald, who was hilarious. You know, she was always throwing a pint over yes. Steve or, you know, doing crazy um, shit. And I, you know, that was fun. And um, I did some comedy and um, 
I started off in musicals and I'm like, ah, oh, where's the joy? So when I went back to Gentleman Jack uh, this time round, it was hard and there was, you know, a lot of things against us, but the character is joyful. So I really tried to hone into that. And also it means so much to so many people that I honed into that side of it um, because I knew I was creating something that was really important to the LGBTQIA community and our fans. And they, you know, were there all the way supporting us as we went through it because obviously Soph had a baby during that time as well as what happened to my dad. And, you know, it, it was a real joyous moment to finish that job and you know go wow we did it and I think moving forward you know Lawrence and I have got uh about you know five or six things on the slate that we are um just waiting to hear now um whether they're going to go to green light and they are all things that we really want to do and we're really invested in and I said to my agent I want to do uh, a family show like I want to do something that I can take my boy to. I want to do a silly Christmas film. So I really yes. look in for those moments where, and, and I, I think as well, when you become a mum, something changes within you. And I think it's taken a bit of time for me to catch up with who I am. So the mum part of me, because I've been away and because I lost my parents, I've had to do a little bit of rearranging with who I am and find myself again. And the caretaker within me wants to now make sure that I am doing work that is going to look after me in lots of different ways. So, you know, I, I think you're right. And I think, I think as an audience, we like to watch those big uh, emotional things, the big emotional dramas, but, and I'll still do them, but I just have to make sure that, that there's a joy in doing it because that's so important, isn't it? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, well, I, I mean, I love the idea of you doing family stuff. So I've seen you away from, you know, the acting. Yes, you do. Those The roles that we've just mentioned are really heavy roles. I mean, obviously not Karen in Corrie and that, that's t over 20 years ago that you I know, I'm so old. Stop it. Oh, <laughs> shush, shush, shush. Shush, you're not. <laughs> uh, but also that wonderful, because um, yesterday when I was sitting down and doing all, all my research and looking at stuff, that I was properly in hysterics and I called my youngest downstairs and I said, just come and watch, come and watch Saran as a, uh, as a velociraptor. <laughs> yeah. I was laughing so much uh, and she said, oh my God, that's the actress from Vigil because she was, uh, like I said, she, 14 years old, she was obsessed uh, with Vigils. They, all the, all the kids at school were mad about, it was so lovely oh, that I they love were mad it. about that yeah. and not just an American thing about high school. But, but honestly, she was laughing laughing so much and I just looked at her and I said, I said well, my god I, I mean I thought it I thought it was very funny I was watching her she kept playing it and playing uh, it and playing it last night she thought it was amazing I'm essentially very stupid I mean that is really what I am like but you know uh, Lawrence has put up with me for seven years he'll kill me I always forget how long we've been married but I think <laughs> it's seven years um I, and you know 
I am, I'm stupid. I like silly things. I don't, like Lawrence always says, that what makes me properly laugh are people falling over and being stupid. Oh, me too. It just, like, that is my sense of humour. I'm daft. And I, me too. I, you know, I, the, itali- the intelligent stuff doesn't seem to get me. I think it's very clever, but it doesn't have me belly laughing, you know? No, that's so funny because we always ask in the podcast what makes you belly laugh. So let's go with that bit now. Yeah. So falling over is... My, I'm always we we always talk about it in the podcast because either people say f- uh, farting, yes, or falling over, yeah, and those two together, there's a double. Oh my for me. god! Yes, if you fall over and it makes you fart, that's amazing. <laughs> and I've also I live with a five year old, so that is would keep us going for the whole weekend. Yeah, if or or a sneeze and a fart, that's brilliant. Oh. Um, yes, yeah, a fart that happened. catches you out, yeah. Is is always perfect. But somebody, we um, one of the very first ones uh, of the podcast we did, um, gosh, nearly two years ago now, was with um, Robbie Williams, which is still one of my favourite uh, things because he completely lost it when he talks about <laughs> the fact that he, he was running and he fell into a manhole. Oh God! It's just, oh it's God! Just, my favorite, and my friend fell down a manhole when I was witnessing it. Oh. And still, those things are just joyful. The Vicar so, of Dibley, actually, you know, Dawn falling down best. that. It will always make me laugh. Del Boy um, leaning on the thing. It the will bar. always, yeah, always make me laugh. And, you know, whenever I've fallen over, oh, Lawrence, actually, um, he really remembers this. I was, I don't know, it, I think it was, it was icy. So it must have been maybe the Christmas before last. Mm-hmm. And I was on, I was looking up uh, last minute Christmas presents, I'm sure. Um, I have a very big family on both sides. And, um, <laughs> Lawrence had gone to put the money in the, um, the car, you know, the, uh, the pay machine. And he came back and he, he was completely white and all wet down one side. And he said, did you not see that? And I went, no. And he was running back to the car, but slid on the ice and he must have just gone by, by the window and just like skidded right across the car park as I'm just like nonchalantly <laughs> looking on my thing. And then he, the, oh God, when he came back to the car. Or I remember this other time when he went to buy me some oat milk and we'd gone around about five different places um, to get oat milk. And um, he'd found it and he was so excited to show me that he'd um, found the oat milk. He knocked on the window of the car and he opened the door into his own face and <laughs> smashed his glasses on his face and dropped the oat milk. And it was just hilarious. And then he got a mark on his eye from doing it that you think he's still got a bit of an oat milk scar. But Jesus, those are the things. He'll kill me for oh. saying that I'm just laughing at him. But <laughs> Oh, no, no. I I went on somebody else's podcast where uh, and my eldest daughter said, Mum, I listened. All you did was laugh at me. I know, but you've fallen downstairs. You've fallen over when we've been ice skating and it gives me great joy. Yes. Because thanks, Mum. Yeah. yeah. But, well, you know, like I said, I live with a five-year-old who is obsessed with his bum and willy. So, you know, there's it's always there's always so a bum much fun. or always a willy to <laughs> that's running past a door. That yeah, so much fun. And you've I, got to do a comedy. I you've know. You've got to do full-on um, physical comedy. Well, I did. So I did this series, a Charlie Brooker series called Touch of Cloth, and I think you can still get it on Sky. And it's so stupid. It's like. Um, uh, you know, the airplane type uh, oh, humour. Brilliant. And it's yes. so silly. And when we were filming, it's me, me and John Hanna um, are the leads in it. And it's uh, it's basically a, a complete piss take of any police procedurals. Um, and when we were filming it, um, Jim, the director, w- wasn't really directing. He was just keeping control of these stupid actors who were laughing all day and... I would say, oh, Jim, do you think as I walk into the pub, I could just do like a Starsky and Hutch roll over the car? And he'd go, yes. <laughs> and it all stayed in because it was just ridiculous. Um, oh, fantastic. So if you haven't seen that, do uh, look that up. And um, and then I did a Brian Pern um, uh, episode where I play uh, his wife, um, Astrid, which is, again is stupid. It's about a rock star that um, it's like a mockumentary. Um, and so I've done them. I just, I just tend to be known for the trauma. But oh um, yeah, no. But now, but you, you said you and Lawrence have got lots of um, plans and ideas, and you're yeah. waiting for the green light. You've got to. One of them has got to be like a comedy 
musical. Oh, yeah. Write that now. Yeah. Because you, you write you write as well and you have ideas. Was it Scott and Bailey? That was your idea, wasn't it? Mine and Sally's, yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and then um, we took it to Red and then uh, Sally, the brilliant Sally Wainwright um, was interested and then uh, she ended up taking it and then Sally was supposed to be in it with me and then she had her boys and got off at Mount Pleasant so um but then she became my sister in it and we got the brilliant Leslie Sharp and and that was actually you know Scott and Bailey it's rerunning now and people keep texting me about it and that was that was fun you know it was it was it it had I loved it yeah because of the friendship I don't think it was really warm yeah and there's not ever really been anything like that on TV where there's a strong female friendship at the core of it. And I think it'd be, um, it'd be great to do something like that where, you know, we saw two strong women who just loved each other. Cause I like, lo- I love women's company and I love seeing, uh, you know, women get on. And uh, cause God, there was a time, you know, 90, we're talking 90s where lots of things happened um, and you know you would often see women at each other's throats or the bitchiness and and I, I really love seeing you know a, a, a girl man's what do you call it I know you call it a bromance but yeah let's call it yeah, a girl, let's call it a girl man yeah 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 and I love seeing that it really warms my heart because I I, I have that with my friends and I actually think with social media, we've got better at promoting each other, haven't we? You know, I think for the good I think, side. I think, yes, women supporting women. I think everybody should be uh, kinder, quite frankly, yeah, because I think there's there's a side of social media and there's a side of the press as well. Yeah. And good God, you, you, you went through that and it was just crap. And yeah. just your private life is, I mean, I say this all the time on this podcast. I do not want to know about people's private, it's not anybody's business when you close your front door if, unless you choose to 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 let the cameras in and mm, share and mm. do do a reality show and if if somebody chooses to do that good for them i'm not judging anybody that but your private life is your private life and i do find it extraordinary how um the press and social media now obviously because people do let people in that it's just it seems to be open market yeah. and and what you've done is so brilliant. You've just said, right, I'm stepping back. I have a baby boy. There's no secret. I am married to Lawrence. And thank you very much. When I close my front door, that's what I do. And I have so much love and respect for you for oh, doing that. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. I, th- I think we needed to because um, when when you do, you know, your promotions and stuff, there's an element of, I, you know, I want to share some of my life with um the, the people that watch my shows because I, I do feel a real connection and I think social media can give you that and you know god how we've watched television and how we promote our shows and how we connect with our audience has changed vastly I mean actually mind-blowing in the last um what five years I'd say it's really come on like you know yeah like yeah. you you know you said me being in Corrie 20 years ago that feels like yesterday to me when there was only you know a few channels that people got excited about and really the only interesting things that happened in Manchester were Corrie and Man, Man United but you know the world has changed so much and now everyone's in everyone's business and everyone's kind of you know promoting each other and there's so much love to be found in any community but yeah I think I I had to just keep a little bit back for myself and for Lawrence and for my boy just so that we had a separation between what I do and then what goes on in the house yes yes I think it's brilliant. Yeah, and it feels really good. But it's but you know, I'm 43. It's taken me a long time to do that. What I do feel is missing from our industry is um some kind of mentor system um at the beginning of people's careers. I mean, I I'm mentoring um with BAFTA at the moment um on a one-to-one basis, but I'm talking like um, you know, when someone joins a show or you know when someone gets a new job and they don't know about the industry it would be great to have people looked after and a duty of care that I think might be missing because I'm sure over a cup of tea we can talk about lots of stories from when you were younger and from when I was younger um that actually I wouldn't talk about on here because exactly what you've said it gets blown out of uh, all proportion and then ends up a headline um but 
there, there and will be... it's nobody's be... business. It's yeah. nobody's business. But the mentoring thing, I mean, I've actually, you say you're doing it, I've just started doing it as well for young presenters. Great. And I just think, because no, these days it's very different. I mean, I started 35 years ago um, in January. And, uh, and when I started out, there were four channels. Yeah. And, and also there wasn't this obsession with fame. I yeah. never thought, there was no... It, there was nobody who said, do you want to be famous? There was no um, reality television like it is now. There was no somebody going on in a bikini. And if you want to go on Love Island, good for you. Yeah. You, you're honest about it. That's yeah, fabulous. Yeah. You know, but there was none of that around to say, right, what I want to do is I want to create my own brand. I want mm. to be famous. It was very, very different then. I think if I was starting out now, I'd find it, even though that's all I ever wanted to do, I'd find it quite alarming. It's it's huge. It's sort of unstoppable machine now. I think the problem is the world has changed so much so quickly with um, technology and we haven't caught up with the duty of care. So I think that, um, you know, the mentoring, which is great, and I, I just think that life can be so fast and people want so much from us all the time that we actually need to implement something that looks after us while we're doing it. And it, and it isn't frivolous and it isn't, you know, something that's like, oh God, you know, we're talking about well-being and mental health again. Uh, you know, I think we need to lose all of those reactions to it because, yes. you know, it's as important as your diet. And, you know, most people now would say that, a, a, you know, a great diet is important and we all know um, that exercise is important. I just think looking after people's minds, I, I think we're getting there, but there is still this thing of, again, it's the nod to it where it's like, oh, yes, of course, we'll, we'll give you some literature and, you know, there's a number to ring or whatever if you're feeling a bit. Well, that's not enough. You know, mm. we really have to look after these people and you know you mentioned um the young people who are going on love island and and of course it's a great opportunity for them it's wonderful if that's what you want to do as long as you're supported um yes. because it, it it can't be you know this fast um you know the the fast TV, and then people have forgotten about it's it's not fair and it's not right and it's not um healthy no, it's really not. And also, it's very interesting you say people uh, pay lip service to the whole mental health thing. Mm. I, I remember um, uh, interviewing somebody recently and they were talking about how they, every single day, they like to, uh, at lunchtime, they sit down and they meditate and they chant. Mm. And, and it was great, lovely, and it, how much it helped them. And I, I read somebody coming back on, on Twitter saying, I can't believe that Bleep said that they chant, what is this world coming to? Mm-hmm. And it, I, I thought instead of getting angry with this person, I know it's about them because it was such a negative thing to say. Yeah. But it did upset the person that I was chatting to. So we chatted it all through. Yeah. And, and she said, but now I feel stupid for chanting. And I said, no, what it should mm. do is it should empower you to feel actually for you chanting for 10 minutes in the middle of the day making sounds and it grounds you and it makes you feel good that person doesn't know about it so instead of it making you feel bad think about that person think about hopefully they might even though they're laughing or they think it's silly they might just one day try it and it might make them feel better yeah so or look it up yeah taking yeah. the negativity and letting that drown out the positive things you're doing realize it's not about you it's about them yeah and I think anything that is alien to anybody it frightens people you know so uh, you know an initial reaction to um poo whatever someone else is doing is is <laughs> sadly um quite normal you know and I I think there's a lot of talk about being your your authentic self and how we get there but I think it's really important and I think that there will always be negativity <clears throat> found everywhere and it's it's about tuning into what makes you feel good and really i feel that that for me the simplicity has worked because there's too much life is too overwhelming and it's too noisy and it can really bombard us with all the information that we've 
got. So I, I think just stepping back and, and you, you can step back when you're super busy. You know, you can do the two things. It's just about yeah, finding time. Yeah. And so I applaud you, whoever your friend is for. Well, uh, yes, it's quite a well-known person. So and they, yeah. were the, they were on the show. So I'm not, uh, you know, they were, they were fabulous. And they still do the chance. Great. I'm a great believer in smiling every day. I think the first yeah. thing you should do is smile because, my God, it makes you feel better. Yeah, it um, does. And, and, and uh, can we just go to Gentleman Jack? Because I know, do you know when this is going out? When Gentleman Jack is going out? Um, do you know when they're releasing it? Mid next year, I would imagine. Um, okay. There's, there's quite right. a lot of work to do on it um, with it being a big period piece. But yeah, I would imagine mid next year. So, do, and it was interesting, you said that you feel it's really important to make that uh, authentic to, for the community mm. that are watching it and mm. for everybody. Yeah. Um, so you've got, I love that you look at it like that as well. That it's not just, I'm going in, I'm doing a job, I'll do yeah. the best and I'll leave. It's very important, all of the rest to you as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think that all the shows that I've made this year in um, these strange times have been, you know, I and Victoria was really personal and I needed to express that in, um, you know, and w- w- join it with my creativity and, and with Dominic we expressed um, and then I, I spoke to Fern about what it meant to me. And so it wasn't just a show. It was something, you know, yes. there was something behind it. And, you know, with the, as much fun as Vigil was, we did um, work with Isabel, uh, who directed the second half, and obviously me and Rose. Um, we did work on what, you know, the characters' lives and what that relationship is of someone um, formally identifying as straight finding themselves in a relationship with a woman you know we didn't just kind of go oh yeah you know these are these characters we, this is we, where it's written yeah yeah because yeah. it, it was um it was great that they put um two female characters in a quite a boyish boysy show and and gave them a love story and um Isabel directed that part the flashbacks wonderfully and I and I you know, I'll be proud of that and proud of the BBC and, you know, for representing properly. And with Gentleman Jack, Sally takes the diaries and she she finds the intricacies of this relationship. And and as you say, it isn't just the community, it's, it's for everybody because anyone that has been different, anyone that's had to fight for themselves, anyone that's had to um, be adversity in any kind of way, where they have, you know, had to constantly every morning pick themselves up and power on with pride and courage, which is what Anne Lister does. And Sally captures those moments beautifully. And this next season is about what a marriage, a, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to think, but, you know, uh, in 1834, what a same-sex marriage, albeit secret, was like what the challenges of society how they managed to navigate that is mind-blowing and because it's a true story and that she was um, a businesswoman and you know and and also Sally doesn't shy away from the fact that she was um, a big old Tory as well which is very interesting because of the times you know and so it's really multi-layered and multifaceted and and we we really love those moments where you can stay with the character and not shy away from it because it's a character-based piece. And Sally's writing is just like, oh, beyond. You know, it's so brilliant. Um, for me, it's a little challenging because Anne Lister is so intelligent. Um, so I have to really be on my game. Um, so but, are you. Don't well, put yourself down. No, but she's like, there's there's an intelligence and then there's, you know, then there's Anne Lister. And I think when you're <laughs> tired, um, you know, because you've been filming like 14 yeah. hours and then she's got speeches, you know, she says 20 million words when someone else would say one, but those 20 million words that she says are so interesting and every single one is like a, a musical note because of the way Sally's written it. So it's more about me go, taking a deep breath every day and going, oh, okay, I'm going to go and be fabulous and intelligent and just basically a rock star, even when, you know, it's a Friday and I'm like, oh my God, can I have a coffee and some chocolates <laughs> at nine o'clock in the morning? Um, but it's brilliant. And, you know, like I said, to to come out of the other end and know that I've created that and people are really looking forward to it. And it's so sweet, you know, like all the fans d- doing the cosplay or, um, d- you know, doing their 
for anyone who doesn't know cosplay um sounds a bit rude actually it's not um it's just people like re- recreating the looks of the characters by making the costumes themselves which is great to see and then all of the fan art it is that's what a community is because everyone gets involved and i love it do you know what's so lovely talking to you is that i can hear the the passion and the enjoyment for what you do but also for life and i th- like i said earlier on that i really get that you appreciate what you do you appreciate life you appreciate what's around you and when you talk about things i mean i really could listen to you talking <laughs> about all the things you do because there's there's exci- actually that's the other word excitement yeah, about it all i do get excited yeah but that's yeah. wonderful yeah and well you know you're the same it's it's um i mean sometimes when you're in it you know and because i've done three jobs back to back it's hard to stay with the excitement but then when i come out of it and i've got my life back i i can see that it's really good work and then i get so excited about you know going to the supermarket <laughs> equally because i haven't done it for a while and i'm like right what we're we all having for tea <laughs> lovely so are you going to take are you are you actually you said you're having a proper time out are you i'm having a proper time out i've got no at the moment i'm um doing a no um no thank you policy which feels great so any offers that have come in i'm just saying no thanks i'm i'm been with my family and I'll think about stuff in 2022 but for now I'm just like no good for you I, yeah How it feels fantastic. great you are wonderful Saran thank you I really you. love chatting to you and you darling you. that Gabby Roslin podcast is proudly produced by Cameo Productions music by Beth Macari could you please tap the follow or subscribe button and thanks so much for your amazing reviews we honestly read every single one and they mean the world to us. Thank you so much. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.